ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 150. Century and a half, episode 150 of the Dynasty Junkies. I'm your host, Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. With me in the sidecar tonight is Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict. How are you tonight, Rocky? Wow, 150. Man, time flies. <laughs> man, it feels uh, like we just yeah. had our 100th episode. That was a year I ago. Know. Yeah, yeah, we're like halfway to from there to 200 now. It's crazy. Uh, but fly. yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight uh, talking to Coop here. It's always fun to talk tight ends with uh andrew cooper so uh, why don't you just uh, introduce him and stop talking to me well you kind of already <laughs> did right and welcome to the show andrew cooper how are you tonight Coop? to to be honored as a guest for the halfway between 100 and 200 <laughs> episodes i mean what a what a special what a what a super special occasion oh it's always good to see you guys man and i was saying it to rocky before the show that I love coming on here because, and I, I think I said the same thing last time I was on here, is that I spend time doing, you know, a couple spots on Sirius and 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 like Better Sports or whatever, and you kind of got to dumb it down for the radio guy crew, but like your audience, you don't dumb it down, you crank it to 11 and you tear the knob off because your audience is very serious fantasy gamers, right? So I love coming in here because we can talk deep dive stuff, we can talk real stats, we can talk uh you know rosters that have 50 players on it so uh, that i love coming on this show man so thanks for having me on man let's get after it well no and i think uh i, I want to make sure we're clear we we did have like a last minute cancellation and i was like man we're talking tight ends i gotta see if coops available you responded right away like yeah let's do this so yeah I, that's what smoke, i said that's what I, yeah that's what i said i was like back up to the guy that was supposed to be on for the 50, the halfway, the 150, I mean, geez, dude, like, and I, I know you would have me on either way, so. Well, I, I, I feel like it's just almost like a foregone conclusion, but I try to get some other voices too, right? But then I was like, oh, I know who to go to for this one. Like, I right. just, I love it. I love it. So we're glad to have you, of course. You're not a backup. You're not a beat. Yeah. I've already been on this year. This is actually my second. I, I think Coop, it's my Coop second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was going to be my thing. Yeah, 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 multiple yeah. times. Yes. So yeah. right. you're a regular at this point. So yes. that's why I felt like we got to give other people a chance, but no, I'm happy to have at, you back. At this point, at this point, if you guys, any guys are feeling sick or whatever, I'll sit in the the co-pilot chair. I was just gonna say he's like the fourth <laughs> co-host now. I think. Yeah, throw me up, throw me in there, and we'll 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 grill. Uh, I'll bring uh, you know, bring on like Mike Fiella or somebody, and I'll be the co-host, and we'll we'll see how that goes for him. <laughs> we were just talking about Mike before. Uh, so yeah, but you you actually said something else I wanted to get into a little further too, and and it's sort of a meta conversation about this show, and I want to make sure we hit on that a little longer. Uh, I think we we do, again, 150 is a good time to sort of take a look back for a second and, and at least respect where we've been. 
I think we've done a lot in 150 episodes. I'm expecting and, and excited to see where we go and uh, the next 150 from here. Uh, I think that every show needs to grow and change and kind of learn what their listeners like. And to kind of hit what you said, too, I think a lot of people that listen to this show are really up to speed on things. We are true junkies. Uh, and I think this is the perfect place to come and hang out and talk Dynasty. So, again, that's why we're glad to have you. I know you do a lot of stuff. You're busy all the time. I know that, uh, you know, having a last minute fill in is 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 a tricky thing for us to get. And, and again, you're being flexible and available is just two of the best abilities you can have. So we're just glad you're here, Coop. I really appreciate you coming on. The trick, and you know it, of course, is to say tight end episode. Right? Bingo. Yep. <laughs> because that's ends. like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, the the only know? downside, I guess, is that we're talking NFC tight ends today. And maybe the less exciting group, but there could be a lot of conversation. With oh, somebody. that's that's way better, dude. That's way better. Dude, nobody wants to talk about Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. That's easy. They're, they're awesome, right? Let's, let's get to the deep cuts, bro. I get you. All right. Well, I was going to say, is there any news? I didn't put even put any on the show sheet because I felt like there really wasn't anything. I mean, Barkley might hold out. Josh Jacobs might hold out. All of that stuff still speculation. But yeah, Cooper, what do you got? I got a little tight end potential news. It's not necessarily news, but I'm not sure if you saw the – uh, the tweet posted by Connor Allen of four for four. Great dude. Uh, he said that uh, the he, he he's uh, he's deep in their betting, uh, their betting side of things. He saw that the uh, odds for DeAndre Hopkins went from plus 500. Right. So basically 100 bucks to win 500 bucks to go to the Titans down to minus 300, which is betting 300 bucks to win only 100. That is tight end news, in my opinion, because we've been touting Chigakonkwu. I know he's AFC, but uh, if if DeAndre Hopkins goes to that team, then we have to move Chig down in the rankings because we want guys to be top two targets. If you want to keep Chig where he is and you truly believe that he's going to be get more targets than either uh, DeAndre Hopkins or Traylon Burks, then leave him there. And that's your cross to bear, but I personally have to move him down. So that's slight tight end world news. It definitely hurts. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for top two and they're bringing in a potential top two target, I mean, that's, that's, you know, obviously you got to, got to react to that news. I guess it is an AFC tight end, but it still is tight end related. You're correct on that. It's tight end news to some degree. Yeah. It is. Again, it's news with quote fingers. Like Rocky was even saying, like, (laughs) might hold out. Like, that's where we're at with news is like something might happen. I said a million times. I believe either of those guys is holding out when it's week one and they're not playing. This is all just talk. They they, want to get their contracts. They're going to say what they need to say. I I don't think it's actually, it's happened with Le'Veon Bell and that, and yeah, Emmett Smith like 30 years ago. And that's about it. What? And it happened with Le'Veon Bell and it didn't go well, right? Like, we didn't yes. learn our lesson from that. Like, I feel like that kind of maybe, I don't know, I feel like that should be something that people look at and go, oh, I, I don't want to do that. I um, mean, if you're, tra- other- if you're if you're trying to get the most money with playing the fewest amount of snaps, then Le'Veon Bell actually went okay. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But I don't think it went well for, like, his career. Like, that definitely nah. took a downturn yeah. from there. And Not for just- his legacy. No. No, and I think a lot of these uh, other running backs, I think, are younger than he was, and everything too. But the other thing I wanted to mention, we do have a little bit of news, Rocky. I know you mentioned it before we get on the show that you are on the clock in Scott Fishbowl. Uh, for those that are paying attention or that, that were watching some of this, Rocky and I did trade addicts this week, and Rocky was on the clock then. So it's just perfect timing that he gets to come back on the clock on Junkies and tell us about his team a little more. In that time, before I kick it to you, in that time, my draft has finished. I am officially done with my Scott Fishbowl Skyline Division live Cincinnati draft. So RIP. I miss it already. But uh, I, I put something in the chat. I'm like, I can't believe it's over. But the friendships have just begun. 
because uh, again, a live draft <laughs> is just a different bond. You know what I mean? Like it's just a whole different feel. So, uh, no offense to your drafts, but man, live drafts plus one every time. And again, John Bosch, Ryan McDowell did a phenomenal job on Sunday at Streetside Brewery. That was a terrific time. Um, but with that said, Rocky, why, why don't you tell us what you're looking at and what you're thinking? What pick are you at? I guess let's start with that. Uh, we are in the one, two, three, four. I think eighth round. Uh, yeah, eighth round, and I believe it's eight oh six. Uh, I'm not sure. Eight oh seven. Uh, but also, I was just going to mention too the, the Reese's. The Reese's chat is pretty hot, but it's not a live draft. But it's a lot of good people in there, a lot of fun people uh, getting sniped and digging at each other. It's been been a good time. But uh, yes, yeah, so I made my uh, I had my fourth round pick uh, come up during Trade Addicts, and you and Matt Price uh, helped me make that pick. Pick George Kittle in the fourth round. Uh, so my team so far is Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, uh, Cam Akers is my only running back, A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore for the stack like we talked about on Cherry Addicts. I drafted him in the seventh. And uh, George Kittle and Kyle Pitts. So that's what I got going so far. So oh, two tight ends, two quarterbacks. What a perfect time to have coupon with two tight ends like that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Spicy business, man. I'm liking it, dude. I, honestly, though, I will say uh, – some some research for an upcoming article. I do every year. I do an article where I pull the lines from like Jeff King's FanDuel, whatever, for wide receivers, and kind of see. I'm like, where's the discrepancy with ADP? Has me uh, early research. This is a spoiler because the article's not out yet. Um, so a little exclusive for the for the yeah for the uh, Dynasty junkies. But uh, the sportsbooks do not like AJ Brown. They uh, they have guys like so. If you think about over unders, right? This, the, the highest ones they set them at are 1,300 for the best wide receivers, right? So you'll uh, take take a guess at who's floating around 1,300. Jamar Chase. Justin yes. Jefferson. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, Devontae Adams is also at, at 1,300, right? So take DraftKings Sportsbook, for instance. They have Devontae Adams at 1,300 yards and eight and a half touchdowns, and we know he's a target monster. They have A.J. Brown at uh, – we're taking a guess where A.J. Brown might be then. One thousand and fifty, oh. and and seven and a half touchdowns. So they're either baking in injury or predicting regression. And either way, that has me a little rattled. I, I just have to wonder. I'm like, who over there in the DraftKings matrix is is that shook on it? So I don't know. For me, I've got a little bit of yellow tape around AJ Brown. What I'm doing is I'm not not draft. I'm drafting him in fewer leagues, and I'm betting the over. Because I think AJ Brown's pretty damn good, don't you guys? There you go. Yeah, no, that's a, yeah, I was about that over too. I got a yeah. mid third, which I think was decent ADP wise compared to where he's going in in, in the Scott Fishbowl. For sure. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. But, but yeah, that's the one. That, that's the one that I'm looking at. I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm I'm scared. I'm yeah. scared. They scare me. They scare me. Vegas scares me. It'll be me. okay, Cooper. It'll be okay. Come, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. <sighs> okay. Take a deep breath. All right. Don't worry. Jalen Hurts is awesome. Anyway. You, you didn't True. know I'm an Eagles fan. He's an Eagles fan. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, but I figure any position could be in play this time. Last time it wasn't. I, I could. I don't have a third quarterback. I don't know for sure that I want to draft one here. I'm just going to give you top guys at each position. You guys are going to make my pick. You, get, you both good. have to agree. On no problem. Okay. Uh, okay. So best available quarterback. It's getting down to the end here of, of the legit. Well, not even legit. The guys you know are going to be starters. Uh, Kenny Pickett, Ritter, Garoppolo, is pretty. Trey Lance uh, are probably the top top guys there. 
Uh, and again, we don't even know for sure Trey Lance is a starter. I would only consider Pickett out of that crew. I don't know about and you, Hall. At this range, yeah. That yeah. sounds right to me, too. All right. What else we got? Running Other- back, probably uh, depending on what, how long you think he's going to be suspended. Kamara is there. Pacheco. Uh, Charbonnet. It's getting weak at running back. Uh, that might be the best. Uh, Gibson. If you like Antonio Gibson this year, and you only have Acres so far, right? You've only and got James one Cook. Back. James Cook is also there. I only have Acres. Correct. Who are your Who are your two quarterbacks again? Fields and Watson. Just ride it. Forget Pickett. We don't need that. Yeah, uh, misdemeanor Kamara. Uh, I mean, he might only get a couple of games, dude. He might only get a couple of games. Uh, it's crazy because, like, we think the one thing, if this were any year except for the year with all these uh, gambling suspensions that are six games, you would think that, I mean, historically, guys with misdemeanor assault charges get one or two games to keep to leave one game, right? Like, I mean, Zeke at the high end was like four. So I don't know, man. What about, and you're, you're good on wide receiver and tight end, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think I could draft. There's some guys that you could draft there. Uh, I, I mean, we have to start three wide receivers and I, you know, 2.0 tight end premium. Why not? Um, but most of the real good ones are gone there, obviously. But uh, receiver, you got Evans, Pittman, Kirk, Deontay. That's kind of what you're looking at. Uh, th- I would this, say those are the best of the bunch. There's so much there, though. This, like, I feel like you're going to get good value next time around. Yeah, yeah. man, I think and I would. I'm go- picking in the middle of the round too, so I'm only waiting about 12, 11, 12, 11 to thir- or thirteen. I, yeah, I have my pick. Round. I'm curious, Cooper. You go first. I think we. Do you want me to give the tight ends or no? Think, well, yeah, obviously it's tight end show. Let's hear him. Uh, best there probably <laughs> in Joku and Schultz. I would nah, say not over. Dude, not over. And, not a. Not over Alvin Kamara, Chig dude. So Chig, I got the yellow tape a little bit about him too because of that news. But I'm still, I still love Chig, dude. I love him more than anything in the world, like my own, my own son. But I I think I would take Kamara, man. Uh, Like it's a three, it's a three thousand person tournament, right, Rocky? Like, what if? Hey, what if he's Alvin Kamara? That would be so. I mean, yeah. What if he only gets two to three games or something like that too? Right or none. And I don't know if you ever, I don't know if you ever heard the interviews with this guy, but but like he is a, a very interesting cat, man. And like when he puts his mind on something, he sticks to it. He could very well be the kind of person that says, "Whoop, I got in trouble. Time to time to gear up and focus on what I do, which is football." Like he might come out and just absolutely crush, man. I agree. So I'm trying I mean, to get him everywhere I can, and I know. And then offense is looking up this year, I think. So yeah. Yeah. He's not the thing is we were all scared that he might get the full year, but clearly with the misdemeanor, yeah. I mean like dude, five, the court, did you see what the court fee was? Five hundred bucks? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'll pay that. Yeah. I, if they yeah. take so five hundred bucks per game, yeah, exactly, dude. I I'll I would pay the whole thing. So I I think you should do it, man. What do you I, how I do you heard feel? The about? argument that the video uh, is going to make it more longer. The fact that there was video of him beating the guy it's, or whatever. Yeah, it's bad, dude. But I mean, how long? How long can they make it? Yeah, I think bad. it's only one or two, which makes it like any other season. And I he think that, some... that could be the two games he gets hurt anyway. I don't think you're really missing anything at two games. Like it's a running back. Like a lot and of hell. Even <laughs> even if it's like five or six, like he's to well, me he's like notches above everybody every other running back that's available right here and if i have for the last 
10 games into the playoffs. That's, you know, I, I just have to not go one in five in those first six games, even if he gets suspended for six games or something like that. Yep. The coaches don't even like Antonio Gibson. And I, I kind of like, I kind of like Antonio Gibson, just the idea of the situation, but something he's doing, they don't like him. Right. Like it's very yeah, strange. I just he like, I think someone's cornflakes, man. I don't know what happened. be over Kamara, but uh, I do, I do think that he's a little sneaky this year because he could be the, he could be the McKissick. Sure. He's 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 over. He, I, I would actually put him over Kamara in a league where it's me and twelve people, and the winner of those twelve people gets all the money. But this is a league where this is a league where if you beat the twelve people in your league, no one cares. If you yep. beat if you beat two thousand nine hundred people, no one cares. They right. only care about number one. In fact, who won the Scott Fishbowl last year? I don't remember. I don't remember his name, but he did a good See, job. That's all we know. He did a great job, exactly. So every year gets harder. Yeah, go for yeah. go for I go did for broke. Know it for a few years, and now I, I don't know the winner of the last couple. To be honest, well, the last couple have been yeah. fans. Plus, of it, which is, it's just awesome. I love that. Plus, plus, you're also an analyst in that league, so all the fans are gonna look around and be like, "Oh, that crafty <laughs> analyst. He's he's up to something." But no, I like it. I I like it, especially like you said. If he gets, if he doesn't get suspended for more, if it's a month or under, this is a steal to me. Yes. So. Agreed. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do it here. We got a draft player. Alvin Kamara is on my team. They can stop waiting for me to pick now. Live pick um, Toronto, Dave. Exactly there right. It is. Thank you. TD. Yeah, I see. Official. Shout out. Shout out to the chat, man. TD. We, I know we see Dynasty Coach and the gang in there. Two studs and Coop. Put that one up there. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. 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 I want, the, I want, I want the smoke. This is, this whole crew, <laughs> this is the same crew that goes out and says it's my birthday once a week. And I have to be like, it's not my birthday not- on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, let's get to some tight ends, dude. This is going to be a 17-hour show if we don't talk yes. some tight ends at some point. No, and, and we're fine with that, too. That's kind of par for the course asleep. for us. So. I'm fine we'll be, with we'll it, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we are talking NFC tight ends. So let's get into some of that. So uh, the way we've been doing this, I only put the top 24 on this because, again, we can talk about these guys forever. But that doesn't mean that's where we have to stop. I'll put these into kind of groups and into little, like, buckets, I guess, for us to talk about them in sections. Uh, I feel like the top ones don't need as much talk in my mind, but if you have anything you want to add, of course, feel free. But I'll start here with the first section I'll go with is uh, this is June 2023 ADP. We don't have July ADP yet. I didn't see it on DLF yesterday when I made the sheet, Um, but we've got tight end two Kyle Pitts, tight end four TJ Hawkinson, tight end five George Kittle and tight end six Dallas Goddard. For me, these are kind of the first two tiers really in the tight end ranking uh, for dynasty anyway, in my opinion. And I think, again, two, four, five, and six, kind of all right there. These are the tight ends you kind of have a set it and forget it mentality in Dynasty. You're getting really good value in tight end premium. Um, I guess the first question, I'll, I'll go to you first, Coop. Does this ranking feel right to you? Do you feel like this order is correct at least, or is there something wildly out of line here? So the ranking is right for new, a neutral situation, but I'll tell you this right now. Kyle Pitts is a guy that if you – so my philosophy, for those who don't know, you should look up uh, the article I have. It's called – Sort S O R T. I see you nodding your head, Hall. I think we've talked about mm-hmm. this in the past. It's start opportunity, roster talent. Roster talent would be first, but that's not a word. R T S O. So you got to do it that way. But the this is how it goes, man. If you aren't competing right now, you need to focus on rostering talent for the long term and waiting for the window of opportunity to open because we've seen so many times guys like Delaney Walker waiting seven years, uh, you know, Dallas Goddard having to wait behind or Ertz. Uh, there you go. The hashtag short from TV, dude. Shout out Toronto area. So like guy like Kyle Pitts, man, 
Whether or not Ritter is the answer, it doesn't matter. He's 22 years old. He already has a thousand yard season. No happy birthdays in the chat. Please stop. <laughs> he already has a thousand yard season under his belt, which legit no one does. Oh, Mike Dicka is the other guy, right? So he long term, he's the answer. Short term, who knows? He might be the answer, right? With uh, George Kittle. And Dallas Goddard, or actually, let me skip right to Darren Waller. Where Darren Waller, if you're competing right now, if you're a top three team in your league, move Darren Waller way up. Move him way up because he could be not only a top two target on this team, but the number one target. When you go through the history of monster tight end seasons and you obviously pull out Travis Kelsey because he's three of the top five, right? Right. But like uh, Mark Andrews in 2020 led his team in targets. George Kittle, 2019, led his led team his in team. targets. Darren Waller, when he broke out, led the team in targets. Antonio Brown got kicked off the team, and he became the de facto number one guy. When you look for these difference-making seasons, that's what matters. People are like, oh, well, Tyler, Tyler Higby was 10-6 and six last year. I don't care. It wasn't a difference-making season, right? It was right. You could hardly start the guy. He was putting up zeros some weeks. We're looking for difference-making seasons. So Kyle Pitts, long-term. Darren Waller, short-term. But on the flip side, if your team isn't close to competing, you got to move Darren Waller immediately because he's 30 years old, right? Uh, so that's what we worry about. Now, with the other guys in there, uh, Kittle and Goddard are third targets on their team. They are, if you're competing now, they're very safe. You want them in your lineup. If you're not competing now, you should consider moving them because they're getting up there, man, especially Kittle. TJ Hawkinson is, the game is very simple. If you love Jordan Addison, then if so facto. You have to hate Hawkinson. You have to, yeah, well, you don't even, yeah, you just have to, you have to, you have to fade him a little bit because yeah. here's the thing. Last year, only one team had three players with 100 targets. It was the Vikings, which, you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, they did it last year. Here's the thing. Adam Thielen, when Hawkinson was on the team, was not on a 100 target pace. It is incredibly rare for teams to have three guys get 100 targets. I mean, like a couple of years, no, 2017, no team did it. 2018, uh, you know, an injury to Odell Beckham is the only thing that made it happen. So you got to be careful about that. If you love Hawkins, Hawkinson, even if you like Addison, Hawkinson probably has a year. But you got to be careful, man. So with those top dogs, that that's my feeling on it. That's my that's my full layout. Sorry to, to speak the whole time. I know no, the the idea. Of, I, I, know, like, I know the idea was just to be like, oh well, that's the rankings. Let's move on. But like, no, I'm I'm treating those guys a very specific way. If you're ten, if you if you're in the tank or rebuilding, go for Pitts. If you're win now, go for Waller. Win now teams to a certain degree, you know, you're gonna want Kittle and Goddard. And the thing with Hawkinson is why he has to be ranked there is because rookies bust all the time, man. Like oh. all the time. Jalen Rager's on that team. He's right, he's like somewhere on that team. So the fact that Jordan Addison might not be good, the just that alone compared to like Ayuk and and Debo and CMC, CMC. who we yeah. We know they're good, right? We know those guys are good. And Kittle was the fourth target on the team when everyone was healthy. Goddard was the third target on his team when everyone was healthy, right? Uh, 8.8, uh, eight targets a game for AJ Brown, 7.7 for Devonta Smith, 5.6 for oh. Dallas Goddard. Well, which- so that's actually where I wanted to jump in on this and, and kind of, in a way, back up exactly what you're saying, where I'm like, Kittle and Goddard are the two that worry me. And you're exactly saying why. Like, I don't think the upside is there with Kittle like we used to see. That offense spreads it around way too much. And like you just said, he's not even the top three target. 
And then Goddard, the same kind of thing. Like there are a couple of leagues where I've moved Goddard recently just because I'm I'm kind of thinking maybe that Eagles offense, no offense, Rock, don't hurt me. But like maybe that Eagles offense was a flash in the pan a little bit. And maybe this is Goddard is really only going to get five to six targets a game. And the name value is worth more than the production value. It's like I'd rather move him for someone in, you know, in a league recently in trade addicts, which I'm sure you're going to talk about. He was in a package where I got back would be kind of equivalent player in a sense was like a T Higgins. I'd much rather have a T Higgins over Dallas Goddard, even in a tight end premium in, in that league. I'm not contending at all. So my logic was I'm getting a little younger. I'm getting to something that's a little bit more fluid and, you know, just felt like getting out of Goddard was the right move. Cause I just don't, I don't trust him as much as I used to. I've ridden, ridden him a lot of different years in fantasy and I just kind of feel like I'm, I'm getting sick of it. Him and Kittle both. So it's interesting to hear you put it that way. And that's exactly get why. Get him Rocky. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Rocky. Yeah. I will say the, the Eagles' offense is not a flash in the pan. Jalen no. okay. Hurts is a top-end quarterback. We don't even know if Jalen Hurts is going to have a job next season, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring that back. Bring that back. He should convert. He should convert to wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Coop, they did have the draft capital to replace him. So they do have the draft yeah. capital. <laughs> All of those arguments. Yeah. Well, they have they have Carson Wentz. They don't need Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Mariota. What do you need? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but I will. Even with those guys, Goddard was top five in points per game last year, which, you know, yep. talking tight ends, that's not necessarily, you know, the end all be all because two to, you know, two to 10 okay. can be similar. How many points was tight end 10, right? Like it was like 0.5 points behind him. You know what I mean? Like you're not, it's not differentiating. Oh, it's, well, yeah, nobody's differentiating except it, Travis Kelsey. Well, that's what I mean. I'd rather and, pay a cheaper price. And that's, well, that's the thing. That's where if you are a team that's competing now and you just need somebody to keep the boat afloat, Absolutely. Dallas got it perfect. Cause I mean, even 5.6 targets as the third target is 95, right? You're, the the threshold we want is 90 targets. Every, uh, I'm about to hit the bingo card here with every, every top five tight end in PPR going back to 2003 has had either 90 targets or 10 touchdowns and Goddard's entirely capable of 10 touchdowns. And technically if we're going to bet teams, if we're going to sit down and say, what team is going to have three guys that get 100 targets, the Eagles are up there. The Bengals are up there. So you can make those, like, hey, if you're going to bet on outliers, then bet on the best outliers possible, right? That, that is the argument for Goddard, too, is that, yes, there's th- two great wide receivers on that team, but they're basically funneling almost everything to those three guys. Yes. There's very little outside of that. There's not really another pass-catching tight end. There's not really any other decent wide receivers. And, you know, maybe Swift takes some, you know, a little receiving work out of the backfield, but I'm Goddard, I think is going to get his. And I'll tell you this, everybody in the RB zero RB community, they, they obsess over the handcuff plus it's the greatest thing in the world, the handcuff plus, right? Cause you got a guy you can start from week to week. And if the starter gets hurt, he goes bonkers. How about Dallas Goddard as, as a double handcuff plus where one of those guys gets hurt yeah. and now it's him versus Quez Watkins. I mean, sorry, Rocky, but Quez, yeah, is, where do we draw the line on home? Can we, can we slander? Can we slander Quez? What do you say? Quez borderline costs us the Super Bowl. He, he, I know. He's not a fan of Quez. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I think we we can we can slander at a certain level. We can slander a little bit, you know. And not to mention, you know, like Jalen Hurts doesn't throw to the running back. The team threw the fewest passes of any team to the running back, and it's not just Jalen Hurts. It's Sirianni. It's just not part of the playbook. Right. Like you look at, I looked at it because I was bored. And I pulled up <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> I, I pulled up Doug Peterson 2019. I was like, why did these guys catch so many more passes? 
39 screens to just Miles Sanders and Boston Scott combined. 39 Ooh. by Doug Peterson. Guess how many of those two combined for last year? Not 39. Six. <laughs> six. Six, brother. Six. Oh, wow. And guess here's the here's the best here's the best part of the stat. They actually combined for more snaps last year. So they played more goddamn snaps and they, yeah. And they, it's just part of the playbook. There's way more wide receiver screens, which is nice for the wide receivers, but just, there's some logic to it. Like maybe Hertz gets more playbook or like learns more plays. Like they, obviously they got to the super bowl. They did something right. They're not going to start over. Right. But they're going to have to tweak some things. I know that every offense is going to have to look for new ways to be efficient. And that's one big spot that they're missing. So, you know, you could talk yourself into a scenario where that's the place they need to improve to maybe win it this time. Right. I'm not it, saying that's going to happen or that's what's happening, but you could build a, a narrative to do that. If I had to bet on a tight end to finish somewhere between four and six, I would put every last dollar I had on Dallas Goddard. That's a good way to uh, put know, it. Yep. Yeah. They, not the, one, two, three. Yeah. The, and the, the one last point I want to make on these guys before we move on is that for the people out there that are the injury predictors of the world that like fade guys from missing games. I mean, Goddard and Kittle have missed games, both of them in four straight years. So, just because they're tight ends and they're tough guys, we like kind of ignore that fact. But like people fade James Conner because he misses games every year, even if it's only a couple. When was the last time Dallas Conner didn't miss a couple games? When was the last time George Kittle? <laughs> George Kittle didn't miss a couple games. I don't know. I don't know if Dallas Goddard's ever played a full season. I got to Google it right now. You can look that up. While I pivot to the next group, we'll come back. Uh, you mentioned Darren Waller already. He's tight end eight out of the uh, you know the next batch here. And then other, I was going to put with Sam Laporta as tight end 10. It's kind of like a small batch because there's a pretty big gap. Um, I guess we talked about Waller and being a contender option. I've, I've said that to a couple of people, actually. Uh, there was somebody I was in trade talks with who had Darren Waller on their team and they were not a contender. And I, I made kind of a comment on that in the trade. Like, it doesn't look like you're contending. So I thought you might want to get rid of Waller, you know, and his reply in the rejection email was something like, oh, no, Waller's going to be a stud this year. I want him. And I'm like, I think you're missing what I'm saying. They're like, you're not contending. You don't really need him this year. You know what I mean? Like, I get wanting points, but if you're not going to win it, I don't want those points on my team like that. You're hurting yourself. But Again, I'm not here to run someone else's team, so I just moved on with my day. But it was interesting to get that response. Like, I think he's going to do well. And I'm like, and you want that? Um, but then to see him as tight end eight and Sam Laporta, the rookie for Detroit, as tight end 10, I mean, is there a chance that De- that Detroit is heavily favored ARSB and Laporta is the number two target there? Do you think that's an option as a rookie? I mean, it absolutely Jameson's is. Jameson's out, right, for now. Jameson Williams is out. I believe in Jameson Williams – uh, we have to keep in mind that the best rookie wide receivers aren't always the best career rookie wide receivers. It happens a lot of times, but I mean, I watched, you know, maybe dating myself a little bit, but I watched Mike Williams for the Buccaneers be oh, yeah. the That's number one. You said that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like number one, he was so good though, right? Like he had like oh, a yeah. thousand yards and 10 touchdowns. I was like, this is a guy. I was like, wow, this guy's so good. Guy. And then and then from that same draft class, it was Demarius Thomas and Dez Bryant and Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders and Golden Tate and Eric Decker. And I was like, oh, this guy wasn't even like top 10 in the class, man. Like it, that class was the one that taught me like, okay, don't go crazy, right? So like, obviously we love Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave for sure. Like, and what Garrett Wilson, what they both did is – conducive to future success but that doesn't mean that drake london or uh garrett uh, jameson williams or christian watson or whoever can't be the can't be even better right like right. so we haven't necessarily seen it yet um yeah and we so with sam laporta 
I, I love this guy, man. I loved him. Like his tape, everything. And I'm even a big tape guy. You know that, dude. The fact that I'm even talking about tape is kind of bonkers. But like, <laughs> that's how good yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to watch it though for college guys at, at the very least. You have to because it doesn't make sense otherwise. And this guy, dude, the breaking tackles. He broke like six tackles on one play in the bowl game. You know, um, and he just plays like a wide receiver. Yeah, but, the, but that's the question. At the end in the day is, do they anoint him as a wide receiver? Because if they do. He gets to play those slot snaps and the out wide snaps, which make it easier to get off the line. And the part that people forget is that it also takes a wide receiver off the field, right? So if you're going to have an inline tight end like Brock Wright or Shane Zilstra or whoever, and him in the slot, it it's huge. It's huge for targets. Like Kyle Pitts playing wide receiver while Jonu Smith plays inline and Keith Smith plays fullback. Too. That consolidates the targets like crazy, right? Yeah. Does it not? So like that's that's like the cheat code. And I think Sam Laporta could just be a wide receiver. We get to start at tight end. Uh so I'm interested. But if like if you're scared, here's the here's the real scary part is that because Jameis William is suspended, if he doesn't pop early, his value could nosedive. You mean Laporta? If Laporta doesn't pop early. If Laporta doesn't pop early yeah. with Jamison Williams suspended, right. his value could nosedive because the moment JMO comes back, now it's even harder. We yeah. need him to take off hot, scorching, scalding hot. Well, actually, here's a and I'm Rocky. I'll get to you in a second. I swear I remember you're here. Um, but I want to make sure that and I asked this question while I'm thinking about it. We were talking these two, Darren Waller and Sam Laporta, are both kind of like opposite ends. Like you were talking before, like. You know, one Waller being kind of more of a contender player and Laporta maybe more of a project or rebuilding player. You know, if you're a rebuilding team and you've got Darren Waller and you can trade Waller for Laporta plus a piece, isn't that a I, I think isn't that a safe move in a sense if you can get the right plus? Like what what would that plus be for you? You know, if you're sending Waller for Laporta and what? Like what kind of player would you be looking back for? Let's say it's a super flex league, you know, like you know, PPR, whatever you want to call it, like. Would you want someone like a wide receiver three or four? Are you looking for a running back? Are you looking for a pick? Like, just curious what it would take for you. Cooper, I'm starting with you, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yes, dude, I actually, <laughs> no yet, joke. Rock. No joke. I was staring into Rocky's beautiful eyes just now. <laughs> and I might have come up with a brand new term. Unless someone's ever said this, dude. I just thought of something. A new term entirely, which I will be calling the fake plus. Ooh. The fake, the fake plus, which... You're okay with Waller for Laporta straight up, but you oh. know that you should get more. Yep. So you just kind of say, okay, what am I getting? Yep. And then whatever it is, you say yes, is plus. which is like a second round or a third round. So like in your mind, like you tell them, like, I'm not doing it without this, even though you would. And you get that like fake plus, dude. I don't know. Well, what do you guys I like think? Fake plus. Is I there another, is there another term? I, I, the way I call it is like a freebie. It's like a free plus. A free plus, like, yeah. Like, I don't need that. Like, I, there have been a number of trades where I Free plus probably makes a lot more sense. We'll call it a it's free plus. Fake. It's free. You just get a free yeah. plus. Right? I like that. Because that's yeah. kind of where my head is at. Like, if you yeah. can get a second on top of Laporta, I'm doing that every day. Of the week, right? And when they say... A rebuilder. But for be a, for be a true free plus, you say, I need a second. And when they say a third, you immediately say, okay. Yeah. yeah, you're like yes, please. Okay, <laughs> Drake McKinnon, sure. I, I don't could, know what else. Okay. Get that. And you can argue it's two seconds for for the, yeah. the starting tight end. And of all these guys in the top ten, Darren Waller is the only one I think that leads his team in targets. Like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Not true. And that that's like like Coop said that that is huge. And uh, I mean, Daniel Jones did improve last year. The offense was better. Uh, they made some changes, so I, I like Darren Waller a lot as as a guy to pick up. And I, you know, 
I think he's kind of sneaking into that late first. You got to pay a late first for him at this point. Uh, yeah. At tight end eight kind of prices. But well, and you're uh, drafting I, Laporta there in some leagues. Anyway, if you're competing, you're though, I'm league. fine with that, too. If you don't have a tight end, I, I just think the one concern, as always, with him is health. But if he stays yeah. healthy, uh, I don't see how he's not over 100 targets and, and having a pretty damn good season. Even at he could have 100 minutes. targets and 10 touchdowns, right? Like he could be yeah. like that kind of that albatross that gets them both this year, right? <laughs> right? So, I mean, without getting too beleaguered on this, I know we've hit on Waller a lot. Uh, let's move on to the next section, unless anybody has anything they want to jump into here. And I'm just going to put the rest of these kind of in one big bucket. I feel like they're all, you know, we've done enough. I, I definitely wanted to hit on that Waller Laporta talk, but. Going on here in, again, June 2023 ADP, we've got tight end 16, Luke Musgrave with the Green Bay Packers. Tight end 19, Cole Komet. Tight end 20, Luke Schoonmaker or Schoonmaker? I've heard it both ways. Schoonmaker is what I've been saying, but I don't don't even care if it's right. I honestly don't. I don't either. Luke Schoonmaker with Dallas, which, again, there's a whole bunch of weird things there. Number tight end 21 is Trey McBride with Arizona. Tight end 22 is Juwan Johnson with New Orleans. And tight end 24 is Noah Fant with Seattle to round out that top 24. I, again, I put all these in one bucket because there's really, in my mind, there's not enough to separate anyone here. They're all kind of blah in their own right in Dynasty. I mean, Cole Komet's a name that people have liked but hasn't really performed. And then you got a bunch of rookies in there. You got Trey McBride, who was supposed to be good, and maybe Zach Ertz is done. And obviously, that offense is going to look very different without Hopkins. And Noah Fant was amazing and then just fell apart. And him, remember, him and uh, Hawkinson were like the two guys. And look at how far apart they are now. 20 tight ends difference in, in June 2023 ADP. So I guess my, my first question would be, is is there anyone on this list that you're targeting, Coop, that you think would be, you know, maybe in that yin-yang strategy, somebody that's got that upside in a sense for Dynasty? I know yin-yang's more of a redraft thing, but is there anybody that you see as kind of like a long-term upside pick in this later half of this uh, top 24 tight ends? Yeah, so first off, put Puff Pass Kicks pronunciation of Schoonmacher up on the screen. I think that's It helps and it doesn't because, like, it, it's sh- It is sh- not sh- quite there. Ah, I mean, dude, I I'll, I'll tell fun. you this. There are certain players where just, like, I I, I don't, like, I've been heard Moody. so many, many different ways. Like, the number one with me is Alvin Kamara or Kamara. Yeah. And my solution to that is literally just to say Kamara. Like as quickly as I can, as quickly as I can and just move on. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. Alvin, right? Yeah. We're all all good with Alvin. Yeah. Yeah. So he, here's the thing. I was in on Cole Komet and we were in on the opportunity. That's what it was because he had the, this is, this is how crazy it is with tight end, especially in dynasty is you have that brief window to claim that job. Mark Andrews as a rookie was behind Nick Boyle in snaps, and he was drafted after Hayden Hurst, splitting in snaps, right? And he had 35% snap share and target share. Yeah, his target share was like 10%. He only had 30 catches. He only had three touchdowns. But we liked the yards per route run. We liked the ADOP was like 10. So we like liked his profile, right? But it was all hypothetical. And we sat here and said, now that Hayden Hurst has been traded and you know Nick Boyle is Nick Boyle, this is his chance to claim that top two target share, right? This is his opportunity to do it. It wasn't that we knew for sure he was the guy. And anyone that claims they did, I would love to have them send me the clip, right? Because I do do this like nonstop. And I was like, we're hopeful, right? Same thing with Chig this year. We're hopeful, right? And he did claim the spot. Cole Komet, we were hopeful and he did not claim the spot, man. They brought they he he led the team in targets on a technicality, but Darnell Mooney was a guy. He started the season with back-to-back zeros. He was living off touchdowns. Now they brought in DJ Moore. They traded for Chase Claypool. 
they didn't do what we wanted them to do, which like with Travis Kelsey, they say, this is the guy with Mark Andrews. This is the guy. And then we, we figure out the rest later. They didn't do that with Cole Komet. So as much as I was in on him and as hard as it is to explain to my followers that we were in on the opportunity. The profile wasn't necessarily amazing. Well, the opportunity right. changed. And that's actually something that we, we I feel like we don't talk about enough. In tight ends, it matters so much. It's everything. The other positions, it, it matters in a different way. But it, with like you, you always hit on this too, and I know we're, we'll get into it even further. But like in theory, if you're not the top two target or even you know top three, let's say, with potential to be two, I don't really know if I want you on my roster, right? It's just, it's almost like not worth it. Like I'd rather spend up and get one of those other guys. And I think there, you're right. There was a time where Cole Komet was supposed to be the second option, you know, and I don't think that's true now. The only, the only guy on this list that I would say, I even feel like could be the two, three option is Trey McBride, just because I don't know how long Zach Ertz actually plays. They just got rid of Hopkins. They've got Marquise Brown. They've got some other players, but McBride could weasel his way in a sense into that top two target option. So that's the well, one I'm looking at for upside. That's why sort is so important, though, because yeah. you have to keep the talent part in mind, right? So, like, I go through and say, honestly, with this crew, like, Trey McBride, we like the fact that he could be top two. He got 10 targets last year. Jawan Johnson, converted wide receiver. We like the sound of that, don't we? We always have, right? And for the people out there, like, so for me, I like Michael Thomas. That's the thing is I, I do think, yeah, so we like Michael Thomas. But there are, Rocky, are you in on Michael Thomas or are you out? I'm more out than in. Okay, so let me ask you, Rocky. If you're if you're out, which is fine though. I honestly, at this point, dude, yeah. we'd be more crazy for calling us in than out. So, yeah. <laughs> right? So, right? Right? So, we we can't we can't we we could gang up on Rocky if we want to, and we will at certain points. But <laughs> on this particular one, like with Michael Thomas, you can't call him crazy, right? So, but here's my question: What are you doing about it? Like, obviously, we like Olave, but do you like Rashid Jaheed? Do you like Juwan Johnson? So that's where it comes in. People love on my timeline. If I say I like Michael Thomas, they go crazy. They go, he sucks. He's hurt. He's dumb. He's mean. He doesn't like Drew Brees. And he doesn't like America. Right? Like, I swear, that's what I get back. I love it. I swear that he's a diva. Right? I'm like, they're like, he's a diva. I'm like, he's a diva. He didn't have surgery on his ankle. And he played all through 2020. And he played in the playoffs. Right? And then he had surgery in the offseason. I'm like, is that what a diva would do? A diva would have the surgery. Last year, he hurt his toe. And he didn't have surgery right away. He tried to come back. Is that what diva does? But anyway. They'll call him a diva. They'll call him all that. But but here's the thing. What they should be doing is looking inside and saying, okay, this is what I believe. What am I doing about it? Shahid, Juwan Johnson, Rocky, anybody? I like Juwan Johnson. But yeah, Rocky, what do you think? If you if you, if you you don't like Thomas, that's a good question. That You're out on them too. I, I, I mean, I would prefer Johnson over Shahid. I don't, I don't put a lot of stock in Shahid at all. Uh, Me neither. <laughs> so I see your point there. Yeah, I mean, like you said, converted wide receiver. He's shown flashes in the past. Uh, got a uh, arguably a better quarterback situation with Derek Carr. Not that he's a stud, but he's certainly been able to get the ball to, to the people he needs to get it to in the past. Like and, Waller? Yeah, and give them good fantasy seasons, even if he's not great. So... Uh, yeah, I do like Juwan Johnson on this list, and uh, I I kind of the other guy that intrigues me a little bit is Schoonmaker. Did we, we decide? I can't yeah. remember. Put the pronunciation back up. Yeah. Schoonmaker is what we're Schoon doing. Mocker. Looks like Puff Pass has it. I will. I'm considering that my official pronunciation. Puff Pass kicks. Kick, so you might not. You yeah. better not be messing with us. Schoonmaker. I like it. We'll take it. Solely because of uh, tendencies, like. I know mm. Kellen Moore is gone, but Dak in the past, uh, Jason Witten, 
Dalton Schultz, who was not the most talented guy in the world. Uh, you know, he, he, he likes to feed the tight end. He likes to throw it to the tight end. So will, will that happen with a rookie? Maybe not, but I still kind of, you know, down in this tight end 20 range. Uh, yeah. I, I think I, you know, if I'm competing, I want Juwan Johnson, but I kind of like Schoonmacher as a guy to stash on my roster. Yeah. And so that's the thing with Schoonmacher is that that's exactly what we have to do. And it's what we like, what we did with Austin Hooper and Dalton Schultz, who we don't like the profile. In fact, if you look at player profiler, guess who Dalton Schultz's best comparable player is? It's Austin Hooper. And those guys are the like, they're like one and the other. Where when the targets are there, they're good. And when they're not there, they're garbage. If Schumacher gets the targets, he's good. The pro the the one thing that I mean, there's a few things that hold me back is that you have to create a narrative for yourself to like this player. Right. And the narrative that you're creating is not just about the Cowboys. The narrative you're creating is that at Michigan, the offense they ran utilized RPOs and it utilized play action and it did not depend on him to make plays for himself, in which case the opportunities were never there in the first place. But when you do go look at the numbers and the film, that's all it was like this guy did not get any chances either either he wasn't good at it or he didn't get any chances at contested catches he only broke two tackles in his entire college career the entire time he was at michigan he had two broken tackles uh sam laporte had had six in one game he had 20 as a senior Right. So yeah. I've been calling him Sam Teleporter because he's just making people miss like crazy. Dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just that's you use that, use that, but throw a little shout out coupon on there. Yeah. Uh, but so, like, I, I worry him and Luke Musgrave. Musgrave, I do like the idea of him because he's such a crazy athlete. Like, it's like uh, Gasecki to a certain degree where we're like, oh, okay. Like, you know, he was a. He he was like a crazy. People don't realize it because he was a nasty basketball player. You can watch like videos of him dunking. He was also like, if there was more money in volleyball, that's actually a sport he probably would have done. Like apparently, where he lives, volleyball is a real sport that they do all the time. For like, he wasn't. I've I've watched volleyball highlights of Mike Psyche, and he's clearly amazing at it. So, uh, but like Luke Musgrave, he's a professional skier, but again, he also only had two broken tackles. So, it's kind of a shot in the dark here. So. I like the uh, you're chasing the opportunity with with uh, Schoonmacher, but ah, man, it, it's hard for me to invest heavily in that. I would just like to see a little more magic. Uh, yeah, know? and I'm not I'm not super high on him. I just don't. You have to you have to invest too heavily in him. So exactly. I, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Which he he's he's it's like the, where I. You're taking a shot. You're taking a shot. Yeah, it's basically on the on the draft capital, and uh, again, to me, the whole. It's narrative based, but Dak, Dak and tight ends like Dak, Dak loves throwing to his tight ends, even if they're not uber talented, even if they're not, you know, George Kittle or, or Travis Kelsey, he likes to use that position. Well, one, one point I want to make before I bring up Puff Pass's question here is that it's, it's interesting to see. We see this a lot where rookie tight ends are kind of, I don't know, artificially inseminated. <laughs> they're like artificially inflated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like are artificially put up into this like baby position where like, Hey, Luke Musgrave, tight end 16. He's the guy. Like, we, we don't know that yet, guys. Like, right. this is all this is hopium. You know what I mean? Like, we're going for upside, but man, that's just that feels dangerous. And if you got guys like McBride and Johnson below them, I'd rather have McBride and Johnson than try an untested, you know, Luke Musgrave on an offense that could be terrible. So I don't know. And point to Luke Mus. So here's the thing with Luke Musgrave. 
like you have to, and there's a couple, I know we we're doing tight end 24 here, but I'm going deeper. It's tight end show. Right. So of course. I was going to ask you uh, that at the end, but yes, go for it. I'm hitting one right now, which is like, if you're drafting Luke Musgrave, you have to have Tucker craft on your radar. And it's literally simply because the, the one narrative, you know, the narrative, right? The Ravens narrative. Well, it, it's the second guy taken kind of a thing. Like, is it the same it's, logic? It's the Raiders narrative. I'm uh, sorry, not the Raiders, the Ravens narrative, the yes. Ravens narrative where Mark uh, Hayden Hurst went in the first round, Mark Andrews went in the third round, Mark Andrews turned the superstar. Right. And it's not the only time there's been another at one other team. I was like looking through to see like who was the best second tenant. There's another one that was really good. And I actually said his name earlier on the show. It was the 49ers. Uh, they drafted Delaney Walker in the sixth round. Oh wow! Uh, but they took another quarter, another tight end in the first round that year. Who was that? He had the best tight end combine, arguably of all time. Vernon Davis. Bingo, Rocky. Ooh. Vernon Davis, dude. They took Vernon Davis in the first round, and then they swung back and took Delaney Walker in the sixth round. I I think that <laughs> that might be the best tight. Honestly. It's controversial, but the best tight end draft of all time was probably the 2010 Patriots when they took Rob Gronkowski in the first and Aaron Hernandez in the third. Yeah. But but career-wise, obviously, Hernandez was very short. So I give the award to the 49ers. That makes total sense. And there is a question. Again, we, we put it up a second ago. <clears throat> Rocky kind of beat me to it. But yeah, here, he's, uh, this is Puff Pass Kick. Coop, I think I asked you on Twitter, but it was a bit ago. Do you like Juwan over Foster Moreau? And I think that's an interesting question because yeah. Foster Moreau is getting a little bit of hype, a little bit of buzz. I mean, yeah. what do you think, Juwan or Foster? Honestly, it's I only like Juwan better by an absolute country mile because <laughs> Foster only Moreau. Only. Okay. <laughs> and I'm trying not to be mean, but Foster Moreau, like he – what has Foster Moreau actually done besides get a bunch of hard knocks hype? And I know it's a fun story, but fun stories are what boost value and, 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 and make yeah. you trade guys, Donald Parham, trade him. Right. Yeah. And then the bad stories, right. The injury prone guys, or he burned me before those guys you trade for. I look at, uh, look at Pat. I look at a uh, Foster Moreau and I say, okay, this guy, Darren Waller, he's so injury prone. He's had a bunch of injuries. When has Foster Moreau done a damn thing? He's never had a game with over 70 yards. Not one game with more than 70 yards. He's had a couple touchdowns, but any anyone can score touchdowns. And I challenge you to find me the Foster Moreau clip. At, send it to me at Coupe Fiasco. Send me the coolest Foster Moreau play that you can find. I, I'm, you know I'm what? Really, Tag me in that, too. I want to watch these. Yeah, I'm really I'm interested in seeing in the play where you saw Foster Moreau and you said, man, this guy's a heck of an athlete because I ran into that problem with, with Max Williams, where people were like Max, Max with two X's on the Cardinals. And he had a couple games and I'm like, Max Williams, are you kidding me? He looks like a guard that picked up a fumble. And right. like the, there's a couple, his best play that year where he kind of popped for the Cardinals was a accidental pass that wasn't even to him. And it got tipped to him and went to him and he got like 40 yards in that play. And that accounted for like, 18% of his yards on the season. So please, like, and I'm not a film guy. You guys know that. But I'm just saying, there, we all watch football. And when I watch the, the film to to confirm the stats, and sometimes I watch it and I'm like, man, these stats are fugazi, baby. 
Well, so. I'm saying this too. Like, I want to see. I can't wait to watch the uh, three clips that people send in. You know, there's, there's not going to be much. I haven't seen much where he flashes. He doesn't have that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm excited, dude. Again, Moreau, hell of a story. I love the story. And if you can trade him on narrative, I I'm agreeing with you entirely. If you can send him away for something because of the narrative, the hype, now is the time to do that. Ride that wave when it's positive, and buy that wave when it's low. I mean, that's definitely what we always try to to preach on this show. Um, I guess, Rocky, was there anyone else you wanted to talk about in this like back group that we maybe didn't get into enough that, that you think we might want to spend a second on before we get to the deeper sleepers? No, I'm good not diving into no offense. So I figured as much. <laughs> so I, I do want to say, let's go back to, to Cooper then. If there, What other deeper sleeper are you looking for? What's a later guy that you're kind of targeting in Dynasty right now that you feel like people might be uh, missing out on outside of this top 24? AFC yes. or NFC, either one is fine. Now we'll do NFC because it's the NFC show, man. Have yeah. me back on for the AFC tight end one. Yeah, I'm down to – I'll be a side guest. I'll be a co-host, whatever you want to do. Uh, so names I want to throw out, Kate Otten, right? So mm. very rarely does a tight end show up as a rookie and just win the job outright, playing 90% of the snaps, getting – you know, Tom Brady can throw to anybody. He can throw to a, you know, a chopping cart with one wheel. But, like, he was getting – the targets man and he was getting the snaps and what we do now is well, i like the talent so we hold on to him and we wait for mike evans or chris godwin to go away that's really what happens man and if what the day that happens hopefully when they decide to finally rebuild you get a year of this guy maybe having a shot i mean i've seen logan thomas gary barnage robert tunyon if you don't have other options that's the window sometimes you got to trade for those guys if you want to win i watched guys holding on to Johnny Smith and Dallas Goddard when they weren't the starters, lose to guys that were starting Logan Thomas because those guys had the balls to go all in and try and actually win their league, which is what matters. So like that's a guy that I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, I guess I'll also throw out, um, I mean, again, Logan Thomas. Just yeah. it's scary. Underrated in a way, the, right? Two guys on that team where it's like, okay, lo- short-term Logan Thomas, where Eric Bieniemy coming over from the, from the Chiefs, he probably has a couple tight end plays up his sleeve that work. And or at Ron, least that's his go-to security blanket, right? right? Yeah. And Ron Rivera loves the guy, right? And on on the long term, Cole Turner, man. We're talking about converted wide receivers. Uh, I don't think there's there's one tight end in the whole roster that actually played tight end in college. college. John Bates. Armani Rogers played quarterback. Uh, he tore his ACL, though, so he's out. Uh, or maybe Achilles. I forget what it was. But Cole, Cole Turner was a wide receiver. Logan Thomas was a quarterback. Uh, and then they have another guy who's wide receiver, so they don't even care. they don't even want tight ends over there. So I'm cool with that. Um, you know, a couple of those guys up. That sounds good. Yeah, Zach Ertz. Some... Neither of those guys even has an ADP on DLF. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not yeah. worth it. Yeah. Twenty rounds, not even in there. Yeah. yeah. I got deep cuts, brother. Um, well, so, so here, Puff Pass has one that I was going to mention actually. So this is kind of interesting timing. Do you feel Bellinger is sneaky if Waller goes out? We were just talking about Waller and has some injury concern. He's getting older, right? He may not play that long. Is Bellinger the direct replacement? And his question goes on. It's so hard for me to be in on Waller this year, but I feel like the drum beat is that Waller is wide receiver one in New York. And I think we talked about this a little bit, Puff Pass, so thank you for the question. But again, he is the number one target. If he gets hurt or goes out, does Bellinger immediately become the number one target? I don't think so, but could he? Maybe. Well, right? I'll tell you right. I'll tell you right now. Isaiah Hodgins is a guy I don't particularly like, and people that like Isaiah Hodgins don't like me. 
just because of my Twitter uh, antics. Uh, I think I I think I said that people that are drafting Isaiah Hodgins have a attic full of Travis Fulgham cards. I and love that. That was I think that was the one oh that my got, god. It was not good though because it. I guess I was, I was talking to Rocky like about this. Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about well, with, the, with this Rocky before the show. I was like, is it even worth it to have takes on Twitter? Because it just I mean, brings you great pain, great pain and anguish. I, but I, got, I, I got joy out of it. It gives a chuckle. It gives a chuckle from my friends, my yeah. close friends. But I, I it brings me. For Travis Fulgham, by the way. That, that I mean, too. You probably have cards in your attic, don't you? <laughs> you got the cards in your I'm attic, really dude. Good. So, okay, and Wanda Robinson. I like Wanda Robinson, but he's coming off of ACL. So yeah. you know that's a that's a time that's a time period, right? Uh, you know, Paris Campbell pff, doesn't get more injury prone if you're going to play that game. Uh, Jamison Crowder. Probably the best fourth round wide receiver in a long time, besides Amon Ross St. Brown, but still not that big not of a ready. threat. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt, uh, you know, he won the award there. What's it? The uh, receiver award, right? Bl- the Blitnikoff. Yeah, the Blitnikoff. But still, it's like, why not? So, like, if you really want to stretch your imagination, which sometimes you have to do with tight ends, like I've seen it twice. I've seen Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz with Goddard as the inline guy getting it done. And I've seen, uh, Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Rob Gronkowski was tight end one in 2011. Aaron Hernandez was tight end three. And that was with Wes Welker getting 173 targets. But Tom Brady was the quarterback. So, right? Yeah, that's a little different scenario. But it's it's possible. But for me, I would say that Bellinger is now in hibernation, right? You Mm -hmm. keep an eye on him. Taxi squad him if you can somehow do that still. Uh, watch list him, but I mean, it, he we would be uh, dipping into the waters of outlier outlier lake, right? To have both those guys be, guys be relevant without Waller getting hurt. No, and I think that's exactly where it is. So on that, I think we'll end our NFC tight end talk. Unless there was anything you wanted, Rocky, is there anything you wanted to jump in about here? I was just going to throw in a guy from outside the ADP that we listed too. Go for it, yeah. I think Coop's going to yeah. hate this because he ripped him earlier. This is totally a, uh, if you're competing and you're punting the position, tight end 31, Tyler Higby. Uh, I'll take Tyler Higby at tight end 31 yeah, 31's all a good day. Yep. Rocky. Brother, I'll tell you this, man. I I am not a take lock guy, or I guess I am sometimes. But <laughs> I've come on this show and bashed Tyler Higby. You you guys remember? No, yeah. right? But hey, the rules are the rules, right? The rules that make us say we're out on Chig if Hopkins is there are the same rules that make us potentially in on Higby if it's a ghost ship, right? This team yeah. had to they had to sit on the sidelines for free agency and boy it's did they. It's coming a bunch of guys, yeah. <laughs> it's coming a bunch. They had to sit it out. Anybody? Yeah. And like it's you said, brutal. I mean it yes, it, it's it's not difference making, but he was tight end 6 last year in a pretty shitty offense. So yeah. I mean right. if you like I said, if you're going to not pay up for the position you could do a lot worse than drafting a guy, you know, or paying or trading for a guy at tight end 30 prices uh, and getting 10 to 12 points a game from him. Here's what I'll say, man. Here's what I'll say about, about him is that like trading for Darren Waller, if that feels bad, trading for Tyler Higby has got to feel nasty. That's, that's not as Laquan trade for, you can get Tyler Higby thrown into a deal. As potentially. Third yeah. Could yeah. Get Higby. You know what I mean? Like I'd be yeah. glad to give a third for Higby. Like I don't need a third. I don't as, care. Like, as as LQ would say, that's nasty work because this guy, <laughs> I'll tell you, you are paying for just opportunity, just targets. Because we were talking about this guy that runs like a five flat 40, uh, zero 
escape ability. I, I broken agree tackles. with you, but you're not paying much. That's my whole exactly, that's exactly. Why I'm bringing it up. Oh, I'm in though. I'm in. And that's yeah. why I'm saying like I'm in, man. Like I'm I'm willing to. But I'm just saying you got to be willing to pick up that rusty pistol. That's what you're doing, right? Yeah, and it's it's yeah. like I, it's not liking the player; it's liking the value. Bingo! That's exactly what it is, man. And definitely not liking the dude either, because I'm pretty sure that's he has true. A, yes, yeah, I, I'm got a bit of a hate crime on his record there, yes. but oh yeah, hmm. people can change, you know. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but again, it's like just remember the wheels are falling off that wagon after this year. So if you are a top, yes. but I'm Rocky, I'm 100 with you. If you are desperate and no one's doing a damn thing, and you're a top five, five, four team. And you've got to win now, and you have no one to start. You, I'll, I would go for Tyler Higby. I would. So that is such a that is, that's a good pull. The other thing on that is you, you can maybe acquire him for really cheap, and then after week three, when somebody who is contending is scrambling because either somebody got hurt or they just didn't have a tight end or they weren't ready to be contending, you might be able to flip him for value and get a you know a little bit of a profit on that. I know that's what Sidlow would recommend if he were here. He's not, so he doesn't get to say it, but. That's kind of where my head goes with something like like a Higby is if you can get him for free and sell him for something, you're making money. You're adding value to your team. That's not the, terrible. The old pick and flip, baby. Amen, brother. All right. So I think that covers us for tight ends. I Again, we could talk for hours. I know you could. You have and you will, um, which is, again, why we're glad to have you on this. But uh, we're going to move on to the next segment, which is Dynasty Junkies Listener League Update. Oh, there aren't any. We're good. There are no no <laughs> trades made this week. Uh, it's it's a quiet off season. Let's be honest. Like We've seen a whole bunch of different things and. It's just, it's it's a good time of year to be calm. But you know what that means then? It means we're moving straight into our final segment of the night. Trade. Find me a trade. Find me it. a trade. All right, I want to make sure I give Har the full credit on that one. That's what we're doing tonight. This team's uh, submitted by Matthew Wiggins. Uh, Rocky, do you want to talk about the settings while I get the team pulled up and go through the roster? Of course I do, Andrew. Uh, of course. <laughs> his team is, his league is a 12-team PPR Superflex League. Uh, don't know. Is there? Do you remember if there's a tight end premium? I don't see it on the sheet here. Uh, there uh, is not t- no tight end premium. It's no not tight end premium. We should have had a tight end premium with coupon. Come on, but uh, <laughs> you're muted, Coop. Sorry, I like it better without the tight end premium. Okay. I do. I do uh, for trade purposes because it's so easy with tight end premium to be like, yeah, trade for tight ends. Yeah. Uh, let's start ten. Uh, QB two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end. Uh, the super flex and two flex. It's a pretty, pretty standard starting lineup there. And uh, Matthew's thoughts. He didn't, he didn't really say much, just not really sure where he stands with this team. Uh, should I hold, go for a title or sell off? Uh, spoiler alert, Matthew, you should not go for a title. I think all of us will agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I would, I would definitely concur. So I'll run through his team. Hopefully it's sharing. My computer's running really weird. So can you guys see that now? Yes. Can't really read so, it, but I can see it. That's fine. If you're following <laughs> on YouTube, you can zoom in if you want. But the point of this is to get it all on one screen for us. Uh, all right, so Wiggins' team here. We've got quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, and that's about it. That's that's really all he's written there. I mean, again, I, Jake Hayner, uh, Bailey Zappi, Colt McCoy. It's brutal. Uh, running back, he's got J.K. Dobbins, Damian Harris, Dwayne McBride, Kendry Miller, some scrubs after that. Again, running back's a little bleak after those two. Receiver... Michael Thomas, the aforementioned, uh, Wondell Robinson, the FM, aforementioned, Traylon Burks, John Mechie, Kyle Phillips, Jordan Addison, who we talked about, uh, Michael Wilson, who I think could be something this year, MVS, Miko Hardman. So some interesting upside picks at receiver. I don't know if I love the room, but it's not terrible. And then uh, tight end Hunter Henry and Elijah Higgins. 
I picked the worst possible tight end team. Hoop, hoop. Uh, yeah. I'm to set you up here. I'm like, I got to get it. This guy's got to get a tight end. That was why I picked it. Not because of the premium, but because this tight end roster is weak. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at Hunter Henry as your starter. That's, that's not good. So that's where Matthew's team is. And I guess with that, maybe as a segue, Cooper, do you want to go first with your trade or do you want us to, you want to go? I'll go, I'll go last on this one. I want to hear what you guys got to say. All right. Perfect. So I'll, I'll do mine first and then we can go to Rocky's cause he, he, uh, I'll leave it to you to say what you did Rocky, which I love. Okay. Um, mine was again, the, my thought process when I see this, right. When I'm looking at this team, should I hold, should I go for a title? No way on either of those. I, I don't think you have a chance. There are some other teams that are pretty bad in this league, but you also don't have your own first round pick. And that makes me sad for you. Cause this is the kind of team I would love to have my own first and tank, but it's really, I don't know if you really want to fully do that. That makes it kind of weird, but you could definitely try to get your first back. There, there could be some value in that, but I was thinking Justin Herbert is really the only asset on this team that is really even worth a thing in my mind. Uh, running backs are kind of tricky to, to trade right now. So if I was if I was managing this team, I would say, all right, well, let's pivot off of Herbert. Who can I get that might be, you know, a little bit on the downside that I could add some some other assets to and drop some of these other guys that, that I don't need? Like Parker Washington, I'd be fine dropping. Zay Jones, I'd probably be fine dropping. Like he's got some duds he can get rid of. So my trade was with Batmax sending Justin Herbert for Kyler Murray, Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram. Now, obviously, Murray's got some negative connotation to him. A lot of people are out on him. And then those two Jaguars with Kirk and Ingram, I feel like that those both have the potential to grow in value over the next 12 months, and that's kind of all I'm looking for. Andrew, I just want somebody who's going to get better. Real quick, uh, just for mostly because of the listener, other, I, I, we could talk about that trade in terms of value and stuff. Did you mean Ridley? I did mean Ridley. Yes, and Eric you're right. not I'm on right. that Kirk. team. Christian That's Ridley. <laughs> yes, Christian Ridley, not Christian Kirk. Thank you. Calvin Ridley, yes. I mean, what the heck am I doing here? Calvin you, Ridley. The, the, the listener by now has put the puzzle together, and they yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> Let's start it again here. I'm going to start. Oh, I'm just kidding. Justin I'm Herbert. I'm sorry. Herbert I just Murray. wanted to make yes, Thank for you. Matthew. No, no yeah. it's good, though. No, it's right, though. It's Thank Now, now we have it. It's Calvin Ridley. Justin yeah. Herbert for Kyler Murray, Calvin Ridley, and Evan Ingram. Maybe that's where my brain just went a little sideways. Yeah. So, yes, that was the trade I was making with Bat Max. So, I guess with that, Rocky, what do you think of that trade? <laughs> Not Christian uh, Kirk. Uh, yeah, I I don't hate it. I, I I do wonder if you're getting enough for Justin Herbert, uh, the way he's kind of regarded in the market at this point, uh, especially with the way Kyler Murray is regarded in the market at this point. I, I love trading for Kyler Murray but I think you could maybe even get more on top of Kyler Murray than, than what's going on here. Cooper sure. say something. I was going to say, Rocky, tell him he's outside his goddamn mind trading Justin <laughs> Herbert in yeah. this Superflex league for anything, dude. Unless, unless it comes with the nuclear codes. I don't hate sending Herbert for, for multiple assets because this team needs Dude, Kyler Murray might end up going play baseball, man. This team might this team is trying to come in dead last. Kyler Murray just came out and said that he's playing week one. And you know why he said that? Is because he knows that they this team needs to win games or they're gonna have Caleb Williams on the roster. So I'm a I'm worried. I'm big time worried, man. So let, let me kind of break this down again, and, and I, I want to make sure I get clear on this. I'm not All saying right, do, do the trade. Do the trade without trading Justin Herbert away. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you send nothing, and you get Kyler Murray. Really I love it. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, no. that's so much better. I was actually going to say I was curious because I knew this was too late, just on its face. Even with Christian Kirk, it felt too late. But that's not the point. Where I was going to say is this is where I would start in my mind about like, okay, this is the the basis of this. What can I get on top of that? 
because I do believe I agree with you. I think Kyler Murray's name value is is dropping. I think this is even a kind of trade I might wait to wait to do. But I still think that Herbert, I'm not necessarily out on, but I'm I'm lower on than I was a year ago. I don't know if I call him an ascending asset. I don't think he's growing in value from here. Um, I do think Kyler could still grow in value in a you know even six months ago, Kyler was ahead of Herbert in some lists. So I don't think it's that crazy, but you're probably right. I probably could get more for Herbert. And if I'm sending Herbert, I would want a lot because he's and, the best. And importantly, I do want to say, I do think the concept is good. Like I said, I do agree that I don't mind. Coop seemed to hate it, but I like the idea of sent of breaking Herbert down into multiple pieces. Just right no, down. just be, uh, <laughs> well, I'm the kind of guy no. I don't care as much about when I'm rebuilding, I will hold on to elite quarterbacks. Uh, and he's at least value-wise elite, Justin Herbert. But uh, this team needs so much that I, I think it might be worth it. If you he's twenty, right he's twenty-five years old. He was third in passing yards last year with yep. the thirty-fourth a dot among quarterbacks that played like five games. Man, like I'm not saying Justin Herbert's bad. I'm just saying he needs a lot on this team. Well, you keep him. You keep Justin Herbert. Gotta well, keep here, Justin so, Herbert. Dude. So then let's pivot to you, Cooper. What was your trade and what were your thoughts with keeping No, I want to hear Rock. I want to hear Rocky's trade. Oh, no, no, no. You walked yourself into this corner. And Rocky's <laughs> trade is nice and vague, so we can go more. Fine. I was willing to go to first Rocky. because Cooper and I basically said the same thing. I was going to say, it's actually, <laughs> if anything, this is going to be all conversation. Hey, you know what? The worst shows I am, I'm on are when people just agree on everything. Oh, they're like, the worst. we. We love each other here, and that's why we yeah. can have these convos, dude. But I'm just saying, you serious. don't trade. And one thing is, Rocky was. I'm just, all I'm saying is, Rocky, you got to be more stern in your in your chastising of of Hall. You just say you don't. <laughs> I'm too you, nice. you, I'm too nice you, guy. you stepped up to the plate and he threw you a meatball. I'll be like, hey, you don't trade a 25 year old quarterback who was third in the league in pass yards that just got Kellen Moore who got fired for. To scoring too many points because it makes the defense tired. Does that sound bad for fantasy football? Tell more scoring on, too many points. <laughs> I'm gonna blame it on an overcorrection because I've always been considered low baller. Everybody was talking right. to me low ball hall, you're, right? That you're was you're the wrong guy though to tell Andrew not to trade an elite quarterback because uh, yeah. if, you, if you've heard me, I I am fine trading down from elite quarterbacks, and I don't usually pay up for elite okay. quarterbacks. So well, I like that though. I like that in general, but I mean, this team you got to keep Herbert. Here's oh, the I first agree. on rebuilding teams is different. Well, hang, hang on, hey, well, maybe this is a good time to mention this real quick. What if it was Herbert for Murray and Cousins? No, what is he going to do with Cousins? Cousins is 34, 35 years still, old. You're still, you're still, you're getting two quarterbacks for one, and that I'm just saying, like, is that still terrible? Fair? No, know. it is terrible, dude. Justin Herbert is so good, bro. Like, I'm <laughs> telling Justin Herbert's amazing. You just you can start Justin Herbert for a decade. You don't trade Justin Herbert, man, and not in Superflex, not in Superflex. Okay, okay. Super we don't start anyone for a decade. No, yes, you we're, do. We're we trade, trade everybody. No, you, don't, you, don't <laughs> you guys are sick, dude. What, am I on? Am I on the Dynasty Fantasy Football subreddit right now? <laughs> like, what are we? Do, what are we doing? What are we doing? No one's on All our right. roster for more than two to three years. Here's a move that you do right now, Wiggins. M. Wiggins. Right this moment, you drop Jaron Hall to waivers and you add you add Clayton Tune. Yeah, because now you have the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, unless. <laughs> There is somebody uh, just week one. Hey, you're talking about picks and pick and flip moves, right? I mean, there was a world where people would trade you for Davis Mills. They would trade you something, maybe not something crazy, but they trade you some. In this league, when I look at a r- roster this deep, this is not a league where there's only three rounds of rookie picks. There's four. There's five. You can you could trade Clayton Tune for a fourth round rookie pick to the Kyler Murray owner to whoever. So drop Jaron Hall. He's not going to play maybe ever. 
and get Clayton Toon. Now you have Cole McCoy and Clayton Toon. Who else is on that roster? There's somebody else too. I think they added uh god damn the the Texans tried to convert him to a tight end, the quarterback. The Cardinals roster, right? Yeah, the car the Texans tried to convert a quarterback to a tight end, and the Cardinals picked him up and said maybe he'll play quarterback for us. Well, Jeff uh, Driscoll and David Blower. Jeff yeah, Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll is the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, so I would I would do that right away. I would, I would do that right away and just have Clayton Toon and have Colt McCoy because one of them has to start week one, right? So that's giving you a little something. That's a smart move. The, I like that. Yeah. The other thing I would do is I'd play for the future and I would look to trade Mike, uh, Michael Thomas, who I love, and also possibly Jacob Dobbins. And what I would do, though, is I would wait because right now their values are depressed. That's the problem that you yep. run into. Uh, and you mentioned earlier trading uh, like – like trading guys just because they're hyped up. Like the Darren Waller guy earlier in the chat saying, should I trade Darren Waller? Trade Darren Waller now because he's because he's hyped. He's hyped in the offseason. There's no Michael Thomas hype. Wait until week one or two where Michael Thomas catches like seven or eight passes. Because you know, it could have easily happened. Last year he started the season. He caught three touchdowns in three games. He was on pace for 90 receptions, which is what DK Metcalf had. He hurt his toe, and not even his big toe, but his second toe. He might actually oh. be healthy. I've seen, yeah, his, yeah. Well, the second toe could, be, yeah. But I've seen this guy, like you know, he's been posting clips of him deadlifting like a crazy amount of weight. Like he might be okay, man. So that's what I would look to do, and I would look to target for tight end wise. There's only two teams, and I'm not sure you guys looked, but have you guys looked at set dogs tight ends? Oh yeah, there, there's a ton it's, of tight ends on that team. It's insane. It's insane, dude. He's got Josh two starters of the 10. Yeah. He's got Josh Wiley, Will Mallory. This this Sut Dog just said, Hey, I'm I'm drafting every tight end from this draft class and I'm figuring this out. He has Josh Wiley from Cincinnati, Will Mallory from Miami, Sam Laporta from Iowa, Luke Schoomaker from Michigan, Cam Aden, Chig Aconquo, Jelani Woods, Darnell Washington from Georgia, Brenton Strange from Penn State, Zach Kuntz. From Old Dominion and Tucker Craft, which is the one I oh from North Dakota State. Did I get them all? Seven or eight rookies, I think. He's got all yeah, these I mean, rookies, man. So I would look at him and I would say, well, just right now, if you're listening to this part, go back, play this podcast, probably on half speed, so you can actually hear all the nonsense we've been throwing around, <laughs> and and try and get. I like Will Mallory. Will Mallory. For Miami, man, he was pretty on tape. He was pretty good, and he broke a ton of tackles. And he was very good at uh, escapability and uh, f- just finding creases. Like there's something to be said for guys like George Kittle. When there's four defenders looking at George Kittle, and he still gets three more yards, and he finds that crease, it doesn't he always get crushed either. He kind of sneaks in there. Will Mallory kind of has that in him. Uh, Josh Wiley, I have to dislike him because he's behind chig on the depth chart this guy is smart though he's got chig and wiley right so he's yeah. like i'll figure it out jelani woods is a guy went to oklahoma state where they don't use tight ends shout out paul shout out linda huge yes. uh at lindellian she's the one that brought that to me and she said hey we got this guy who's a beast we don't use him keep your eye on him she said that to me and then the next year he left and went to virginia and played very well so Jelani Woods, why can't he be a top two target on that team? Darnell Washington, don't trade for him. Uh, Brenton Strange, also. <laughs> Brenton Strange, not super interested. 
but like Zach Koontz, I mean, like the the guy Sut Dog there, I wouldn't be surprised if he's very plugged into tight end Twitter if that's even a thing. Because he he's got crazy high I was ask scores. If that was you. I'm like, this feels like yeah. Cooper's tight end. Like, you just got all these uh, tight ends. Is this Cooper? Uh, is this you? So you Sut Dog? Uh, I think Sut Dog. He definitely follows Kent Lee Platt on Twitter, and he's looking at Raz scores, right? Like, all yeah, these guys are crazy high Raz scores. All of them. Zach Coons is like record Raz score, right? So like, yep. go to that guy. The only other option you really have is the yeah. The only other guy option you really have is a guy that has Logan Thomas. Evan Ingram, George Kittle, and Fryermuth. You might be able to peel away. F- yeah, yeah, I would go for Fryermuth, man. Uh, just because Fryer, and I would wait till midseason. If that guy's competing to win, I would go midseason trade and try and get Fryermuth away. Try to trade away Michael Thomas because Fryermuth might struggle because he's behind Deontay Johnson, maybe George Pickens, and Kenny Pickett might not be a legend as of yet. So you might be able to sneak Fryermuth, right? So maybe I, I went up. too long. Maybe I went no, too no, long. No, that on that. Good. It's a I do like Elijah Higgins. You nailed it. You nailed it. As Puff Pass Kick points out in the chat, I do like Elijah Higgins, man. Uh, a wide receiver convert. What's the difference between Elijah Higgins and Jawan Johnson? If you really boil it down, if they're going to convert him to. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. What do you think about Rocky? What was your trade? I know. Again, yours was a little it, bit more on the vague side, and I think it follows in line with what Coop was saying. But what Yeah, you- it's very much what Coop said at the beginning before he got into all the tight ends, except it kind of reflects the fact that uh, what what I'm going to say kind of reflects that I'm out on Michael Thomas, and he's more in the way he phrased it. But uh, I'm actually we, – we, like, put on the show sheets some – I'm going to read exactly what I put on here because it's almost – it's very much what Coop said. Uh, this team is definitely not contending. I'd be looking to move Thomas – uh, and I said maybe Colt McCoy for literally anything I can get so that, you know, because somebody might need a starter for week one. Somebody might, you know, somebody contending. Uh, the Kyler team I looked at doesn't seem to need one. I think he has Lawrence and Cousins. But yeah. maybe there's somebody who's contending that only has one quarterback or somebody gets hurt, week, you know, early on. Uh, I would move them for literally anything because I am more out on Thomas. Uh, I said I said I did shoot for maybe a second and third that might be I think that might be hard to get for each I, I was thinking third for McCoy second for Thomas so I, there are a lot of people who don't want to even give up a second for Thomas so uh, you might be right but it might be better to hold on to I'm just worried the value doesn't increase and more so than you are then you get dusted right yeah, yeah. That, that's the risk that is the risk that is the risk holding the bag yep. and yes. then I also said I I'd also want to move Dobbins and Damian Harris who he has but. Dobbins, who I am in on, especially I think you're better off waiting in season, which is exactly what Coop said. Yes, yes. <laughs> Damian Harris too. He could score two touchdowns. Damian Harris could score yep. two touchdowns week one. And I yeah, I mean, I'm coming for both those guys once points are starting to get scored. Love that, dude. And hey, you want know throw throw me uh, so like while we're doing scrap mode, uh, MVS, Zay Jones, Michael Hardman. Put them all on the yeah, list. I don't know if you could get anything for this guys. <laughs> well, that's what, well. The thing is, but with if these, you could get almost anything, I would take it too. Now, so now I'm looking down. He has the picks listed. They're fourth round picks in this league. Yeah, fourth round pick, right for MVS. You might be able to get Somebody that. Somebody will bite on that. Yep. Zay Jones. Zay Jones was Zay Jones was wide receiver 26 last year. They. Yes, I know was. Calvin. I know any smart gamer knows Calvin Ridley is there, and I know every smart gamer saw that Zay Jones got erased by Sauce Gardner, and even uh, who is the 
why who is a who is a CB that got cut by or traded for nothing by the Lions? He also shut down. Um, he shut down uh, oh, who was Zay it? Jones pretty hard, man. Like, which is crazy that he got traded for like a six round pick. But he he Okuda. Okuda Jeff Okuda erased Zay Jones, dude. Yeah. So trade Zay Jones for a fourth round pick or anything you can get. But I love that approach, Rocky. I like that's that's the way to do it. Is is just sit there and and sell off, man. Sell it By off. the way, well, since we were talking about Suttog, the most valuable asset he has, and I don't know that you have the ammunition to get it, is he has your first. Um, well, you could really use that. He does have uh, two yeah. firsts. They're just not his. Uh, but Oh, my God. First, you don't have your own first, bro? Oh. No, yeah. that's what I said. Wiggins doesn't have his own first. That's his, what I mean. Like, I would try to get that back, but that could his be tough. First, but, yeah, I mean, you'd probably have to give up, like, Addison or Burks plus, I would think, to get your own first because this guy knows your team's going to suck. Yeah. I would do your like the first and second that Wiggins has for my own first. You know what I mean? Like I, I would be that desperate to get my own first. I would like I would send Nick Crash first and Bat Max's second to Sut Dog for my own first. Like I would just be overpay. What do you need? Let's go get that first before we do anything in my opinion. So if you if you like if you like Hall if you like Hall's trade or Rocky's like ideas, then stick with the FIFO method. First in, first out. Do the trade with Sut Dog first. And get yeah. your first back, right. and then right. sell everything. Yeah. Don't, yeah, be, yeah, that has to yeah. be what you do exactly. Don't make it clear that you're tanking. So trade for yeah, trade for a tight end from Sut Dog. Get what you can and get your first back if possible. And then well, and, I think the you problem is Dog doesn't look to be trying to compete either. So no. you're gonna have to give up one of your young assets to probably get that first. Which it would be better many, if you could maybe have Dobbins and something for him, but in Thomas or something, you know, something like that. But that that team's not gonna want that. So Dog it might actually be cra- a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that Dog is listening to this. If you are, Seth everything Dog, on his yeah. almost everything on his team is young. If you look, dude, so so Dog is either gonna oh be so Dog is either gonna be like the worst gamer ever, or in 2025 he's gonna go undefeated. And yeah. win the league. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, like, he's got Trey Lance, Anthony Richardson. Like, yeah. there's crazy upside there, but it's just like. Roshan and James crazy, crazy upside floor there. there. Yeah. Dude, yeah, it's like all floor, all ceiling. Like, just no, just zero to 100 on everything. Like, this is an all in or nothing. And he's going to is real quick. Dude, I think Sutton thought this was tight end premium. <laughs> he's like, no one's taking tight ends. This is great. That's very yeah. positive, right? I've been in those leagues. Well, one yeah. other thing I wanted to mention, though, and, and we talked about this already, and, and we talk about it all the time, but the trades that we're building here are not necessarily trades you have to make right now. And I think the idea is get your first. That would be the first trade. I would agree with that 100% uh, before you start selling off. But also keep an eye. Don't sell Dobbins and Harris for nothing just because it's in the offseason. You know, wait till we see some injuries, wait till some players, you know, maybe switch teams. We see Zeke sign somewhere and kill someone else's value. And then you target the manager that has that other player, right? There's a whole bunch of things you can still have happen. Um, The other thing that you mentioned too, Coop, that I wanted to hit on before we called this up or called this a wrap is I would be very curious to see all of the waiver wire options here, because if I'm Wiggins, I'm, I'm cleaning house on the bottom of my roster and just going for upside dudes. And most of those are going to be receivers, or sorry, running backs. I'm going to cut a lot of those receivers because there's just no upside there. Nobody's trading for receivers. But a running back could get a, an easy bump in value if somebody gets hurt or they do well in camp. There's a blurb that comes out in August about, you know, Sean Tucker's blowing it up at camp. I'd rather have a player like that could see a bump than, hell, I don't know, Parker Washington, who may never even see the field, right? So that would be some of the trades or some of the moves I make that aren't necessarily trades is, 
you're going to have to find some sort of, you know, gold in the field here and you're going to have to do some digging. And I, I just think that this team is bleak right he, now. He doesn't have, he doesn't have his own second either, by the way. Right. Right. Yeah. There's one point you said at the beginning there that I just want to stress, Andrew, and that's that, like, even if you know your team's going to suck, it doesn't mean you have to dump everything now. Right. Like, right. you can rebuild in season, uh, and Dobbins scoring you, you know, 20 points a game for the first two weeks is not going to kill you. What's going right. to kill you is trading him for, for less than you could have got after those two 20-point games. So yeah. uh, definitely – you know, just keep that in mind. Don't just try and like, I got to get running backs off my roster because I'm now all in on a rebuild. Uh, especially at this point, we're already mid July. You might as well wait till September. At this exactly. Point. I, I'll say this. I, one last thing before we, we jump off here. Cause we, we always go over time for yeah, some reason time. when I'm on here, dude, but this is right Bat, on time. What are you talking about? Bat Max, Bat Max, um, the guy that has Friar Muth, right? Like he's all in. You look at that roster, he has Alvin Kamara, he has Austin Eckler. Like, that's win now situation. And you have his second round pick. So you can actually sell him and say, hey, I'm going to help you win. It honestly, it makes my pick a little bit worse. So make sure you mention that, that like, I have your pick. It's making these picks worse. Like, the two, he has his first, he has a bunch of his picks, a ton of his picks. But like, hey, like, it's your time to win now. Uh, And I would mention the team. Uh, that has like Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson and say, hey, if you're going to beat Nick Crad, you need yeah. as much ammo as you can. I'm going to give you this. You give me Friar Muth and, you know, any other young assets you can peel from him and and go that way. So see if yeah. you can get. There's get, a lot of Good. If you can get, if you can get, he would never trade you Trevor Lawrence. Nah. I doubt it. But, but you could get Kyler Murray, maybe. You could get, you get, Ky- <laughs> get Kyler Murray and Fryermuth for all your old players. Be like, get you get that Michael Thomas, J.K. Dobbins, anybody you want that's not Justin Herbert. Say anyone on this team you want that's not Justin Herbert, it's yours. I don't mind that either. That'd be a fun one to see. So, Matthew, if you're listening to this, we'll definitely make sure that we, we tell you about this episode, I guess. But if you're listening to this, let us know what you come up with. Tag us on Twitter. Let us know if you can pull off any of these trades. Uh, I do think this is the kind of rebuild that could take a little while. So don't, don't just be patient. Don't, don't hustle. Don't throw things away. You need every ounce of value you can get and you got to strike at the right time. We always say it on the show, especially timing is everything, right? So go find the right time, go get your guy. But I think we gave you some really good options, some really good ideas, at least some good bones of trades, even if mine was the worst, which I'm fine with. It's about time I had a bad one. I was due. Uh, but with that, we're going to get out of here. We're going to call it a night. So I guess we'll start with you, Cooper. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find your work and what are you up to these days? You find me at Coop A Fiasco on Twitter. Uh, I actually have a new show starting on Better Sports Network. It's going to be one to two. I mean, I'm already on there one to three every day, but it's going to be my own show, which means you guys contractually obligated to come on. Um, oh, okay. I'm holding that. I'm not even asking. I'm holding you both to it. So <laughs> I owe it to you now. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, you both do. So I'm putting you both on. You're coming on. We're talking football. It's going to be fun. Um, And if you like my philosophy, the things I do, the number one way you can support me is by the Fantasy Alarm Draft Guide. It's available now. All my rankings are in there. Everything I do is in there. And I have, it's not just my rankings. It's it's not who I like, but how I think. You yeah. get my target totem pole, which Hall you've seen, which is literally yeah. when I talk about where I have guys where I'm like, this guy, I think he's number one, he's number two. It's that, and it's also color-coded to say I'm confident this guy is 120-plus guy, this guy's 100 guy, 
It's color coded, right? I have my RB questionnaire. I have all these things that I do all off season to come up with these takes, all these stats, and it's a living guide. So we change it. It's not like a magazine you buy and then it's out of date. Like we change it every week, every, every day. So the fantasy alarm draft guide, if you get that, man, that supports me personally, which you guys, Hall, Rocky, you guys have more than anything in the world, man. So I appreciate you guys and I appreciate your listeners, man. Like, uh, that's why I'm always willing to come on here and talk for five hours if you want to about well, whatever you want. You so. have your own radio show and can talk for hours and hours. I've seen it. So I know you have no problem with that. And Rocky, you and I, we know this. We we go along all the time. That's just what this we is. Do this is our standard. Like, yeah, I'm going to get to bed right early. Today. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> but yeah, um, but it's like you guys put me on like the the thing is like I'm like, you know, trying to sell draft guys and stuff. But like Hall, when I was first coming up years ago, man, you and you were right there with me, dude. Like we, you know, like I can not be more thankful to you guys and this show, dude, because this show is awesome. And it gets me to a deeper audience than a lot of the other ones. It's been fun to see you rise and get with Fantasy Alarm and on Sirius and better and all this. Like, it's just awesome to see you out there. Keep kicking ass, man. You're doing great. Cheers, Uh, boss. But with that, I guess let's kick it out of here tonight. And speaking of puff pass, well, you got to ask what Rocky's doing. Well, I'll get to that, right? You can <laughs> Sorry. find me at Andrew Hall FF. You can follow the the, uh, the the whole podcast handle at Dynasty Junkies, part of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. And I will because I know Rocky wants to at some point, maybe. Uh, but also yeah. follow us on Twitter, follow us on YouTube. We are looking for some subscribe rate and review kind of a thing on Apple Podcasts. We got some good reviews in there. Um, but again, Scott's part of the show, but he doesn't get his hand on red because he's not here. Those are the rules. And with that, I'll kick it over to Rocky. What are you up to these days? And get us out of here. Tonight. Oh, I don't need to promote my stuff. Everyone knows I'm also on Trade Addicts, blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, I just want to say thanks again to Coop. This was a great show. I had so much fun. Also, obviously, want to shout out everyone in the chat. Had a, uh, was popping tonight. Uh, Toronto Dave, Dynasty Coach A. Puff Pass Kick was hanging out with us at the end. Uh, a lot of good comments, a lot of good questions. Um, so keep it up. Love having it when we, we have the people watching and, and commenting along. Um, but with that, I will sign us off here and say Junkies out.